You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Slumber Party. I am your host, Amanda Jusen, and we are going to be talking about the thing that you guys are going to be really mad at me about, and um, you're going to be like, Amanda, I hate this podcast. You might not even be listening, and that's fine. (laughs) You might have just skipped over this one because I'm going to be telling things you don't want to hear today, and let me tell you, I feel the pain too, okay? We're in this together. Uh, Today, I have experts. Elizabeth Milo Devoe. I said your name wrong. We're going to have to do it again now. There's too much stress. Milo Vidov. There we go. I did it. I did it. I really, I need to pronounce names correctly. It's important to me. It's a former teacher. She's an internationally known digital parenting coach, author, lawyer, and law professor. She's a founder of digitalparentingcoach.com and provides information and support to caregivers, parents who are looking for best practices when it comes to social media, internet laws, and the internet at large. Uh, Elizabeth's publications include The Parent's Guide to Parenting in the Digital Age, The Parent's Guide to YouTube and YouTube Kids, and The Parent's Guide to Digital Detox and Disconnect. Elizabeth, I am so excited to have you because for me, this is something that I shout to the rooftops and now we have an expert to talk about it in a a way better way than just some, you know, sleep coach can. So thank you for coming today. No problem. It's absolutely my pleasure. This is like my favorite topic of all time. Just talking about, you know, just digital wellness and what families can do because it's so, so important. And I just think that, you know, I I do hope that your listeners are going to tune in, that they're not going to be freaked out and think that we're going to say anything too scary because we're not. We're going to scare them a little bit, but we'll give them some strategies. And you know what I find that when I'm talking to my clients and we're talking, especially my toddler preschoolers, who um, this is sort of how my TV trajectory went. So you were kind of asking me a little bit about this before we jumped in. I was like, no, let's save it. So um, you have a baby and you're like, my child will never watch TV. They will never. And you're like, yeah, that's what I'll do. And then it becomes... um, I had this uh, epiphany. So my child was like three months old. This is my first baby. And I was on the floor and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. And this baby is here. And like, I personally was bored. Like she didn't need TV, but I was like, I can't turn on the TV because if her eyes even look at the screen, there will be so much brain damage. And now, oh my God, it'll be so bad. So then I like had a, a minor breakdown and I called my friend Sarah and I was like, what do I do? And she's like, okay, first of all, get off the floor. You, you don't have to be on the floor with your baby all the time. The second thing is you're going to put on Ellen. And like Ellen, you know, six years ago could do no wrong. She's in a lot wrong these days if you're reading anything. Yeah, I am <laughs> I am, reading, yeah. It's not great. Um, but at the time I watched Ellen and it saved me. But so then, you know, my child would never watch TV, but it would be in the periphery. And then, then you have 
a second baby. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, TV is this amazing thing (laughs) that you will always get because um, I need to do something with your sister or I need to do X, Y, Z. And so that's how my TV trajectory happened, where it went from never to I need to do something. So we're going to watch a show. Uh, I solo parent a lot because my husband travels. So my daughters would watch a show in the morning while I got ready. It's sort of like is a stopgap so I can do other things. Um, but I'm also, I'm a former teacher. And so I have, uh, in addition to like being a parent, I have all of the research on how devices are affecting children and it Mm -hmm. does scare me. And and now as a sleep expert, we know that the, you know, blue light from screens is impacting sleep. So there's so many layers and I would love for you to talk to our listeners who probably have guilt, anxiety, or fear about all of these things. And you are, you are the person that's going to lead us into the light. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Here we go. Let me get my cape no and my boots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Exactly. Um, but first, just so that you know, you're not alone because your journey sounds an awful lot like my own. And my own good. boys are 10 and 13 now and they're okay. And I also have to say, full disclaimer, I watched a heck of a lot of television myself when I was a little kid. I'm okay. I went to law school. I got a PhD. You know, things kind of balance out, right? You're okay. It's really, yeah, I'm okay. But that's really the <laughs> optimal word is balance. And I think that's what um, parents need to know. And I think that for the, for the, the new mommies who have the young babies, of course, we, we were always freaking out. We didn't know what to do, you know, should the baby sleep on his tummy, on his side, mm-hmm. you know, we're just kind of freaking mm-hmm. out about everything. everything. And I just really want all of your people to understand that if you're taking care of yourself, and that means, you know, having that Ellen moment, so that way you can, you know, get calm in your head, you're, you're better. You feel better. Baby feels better. Yeah. They get that. Yeah. Now, if we're going to start talking about some of the hardcore stuff, right, yeah. which is, um, first, let's, let's just talk about what all of these devices in general are doing, okay? Because I know that um, toddlers are on tablets and on smartphones, you know, and they're playing games and they're, you know, speaking with grandma or an uncle or an aunt, et cetera. And I'm, I'm going to say that's okay. Keep it in control, you know? Think mm-hmm. about balance. A mm-hmm. few years ago, the American um, Pediatric Association, they'd come out before and they said, Children under two, zero screens, right? This zero was my, that. yeah, this was my, exactly. uh, yeah. And then, yeah, so this is your I'm time. just worried and about they changed the it. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. God. They <laughs> changed it. And the reason why they changed it is because they realized that it wasn't practical and that mm-hmm. people really need to, um, you know, find ways to live in this digital age. And right now with the pandemic, my goodness, we're even more concerned with our, our devices. So with can, pandemic, can I interrupt you for five yeah, seconds? Because sure, I sure. have to just know your opinion on one thing. Did yes. you watch Glennon Doyle's video about parenting in the pandemic? This is how I found her. If you haven't, go look oh, it up. I do and this know is who she is. Went. Yeah. Yes. She, she did this um, Instagram story where she said, um, a friend called me up and he asked me, um, you know, I'm losing it. And <laughs> he's so mad that I'm on the phone right now because it's not TV time. And I said, it is a pandemic. All day is TV time. You wake up, 
You do like it's actually a way better video than I'm getting. It was so perfect, and I was like, "This is a permission we all need right now." Yes, but I think that that's it. We have to give ourselves permission, yeah. and um, and that's exactly right. I think that parents have to do whatever they can right now just to kind of survive. We're no longer talking about thriving in the digital age. I love all those buzzwords. You know, I'll teach you how to survive and thrive in the digital age. No, right now this is survival mode, and, yes. and it's okay. You know, it really is okay. Um, and I know that when we because I'm in Paris, France, and when we were in hardcore lockdown, my boys had way too much, way too much uh, screen time, online time, mm -hmm. etc. And they're back off now. You know, we've eased out and they're back off now. I mean, do what you have to do, digital parents, but realize that it's all about balance. It's like anything, like eating too much chocolate, drinking too much wine, yeah. right? You know, you yeah. may overdo it, but get back on track. Um, and yeah. so I do think that it's really important that, um, that, that parents, especially young parents, that they get rid of all that guilt, they get rid of the anxiety. I love what you said earlier about doing the research. And that is like already for me, whoop, right there, that's the basis. Mm -hmm. And if you mm -hmm. can't do the research, then it's about having a community like yours, where you're talking with other parents to find out, you know, what are you doing? What are the best practices? What have you seen? Because um, mm -hmm. I think that if more parents are talking to each other and communicating about the things that they've noticed with their own children, that is really going to help. Um, yeah. And so I know that you want me to talk a little bit about like some device stuff, don't you? You, you mentioned well, yeah. Oh yeah, I want to know about that specifically because my um, a common thing that I hear. So parents do it on their own, and so like we can talk to adult stuff. But a lot of my parents will say, "I'm reluctant to take away the tablet before bed because that's a calming activity for them. They seem calm when they're on it. They they chill out." Uh, my research, I'm sure your research, yep. says differently. Exactly. And I think that is like really key. They have to understand that the blue light is just, it's stimulating the brain. So maybe they're sitting there all quiet, et cetera, but it's stimulating them and it's going to prevent the later, the release of uh, melatonin, which is going to help them sleep. And so I really think that parents might want to find another ritual um, with, with their, with their children at nighttime, even if it's, you know, again, go back to those basics, let's go old school and, you know, read mm -hmm. a book. And if you have to mm -hmm. read your Kindle, because that's where the story is, or your e-reader, that's fine, but don't let them see the screen. You know, mm -hmm. read to them, let them see your face, your mouth, uh, all of the expressions that go with it. Um, yeah. But I think that, um, that the digital has just become so, so convenient, right? And I really mm -hmm. want to, again, stress, don't let the convenience take over, um, you know, some of our common sense. I mean, I have seen so many things, you're going to be amazed, things like um, connected diapers, Connected what? pacifiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected pacifiers that have like temperature and they can oh, like um, you know tell. Yeah, there is so much out there. The connected diapers will let you know how what the hydration is like in the diaper if it's too wet, if it's oh my if god. It's dry. Mm -hmm. And you get Ugh. all this information on an app. And I'm like, come on, parents, I can understand in some circumstances, especially, um, you know, like some of the medical circumstances where they have a onesie yeah. that is a connected onesie to make sure that the child is, is uh, sleeping yeah. uh, correctly. We get it. But it's like we've let convenience and technology take over so much. And we're not even thinking about some of the risk, right? Like the wire wi-fi you know like the radiation like radio waves um you know i just think that 
even with something as simple as a baby monitor that we all mm-hmm. love and enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. do the research, as you said, like mm-hmm. that, that was like, mm-hmm. I think that's all I'm going to say the entire time that we speak is research, do the yeah. research. Yeah. Because yeah. if they did the research on the baby monitors, they would be looking at things like, um, you know, what's the, the frequency, finding a lower frequency, what are the safe right. levels, you know, making right. sure not to place it next to the baby, because these right. are all things that while you might think that white noise is helpful, et cetera, in the end, it, mm-hmm. it may not be as helpful as we, as we think. So, I mean, for me, I think in general, just education, doing yeah. the research. And if you can't do that, yeah. ask the questions. Well, and I, I often recommend white noise with my clients, but they're often yeah. surprised to hear that it's a lot lower than what they've been told. Yes. So right. white noise can be a fan. White noise. And actually, there's, um, I think it's called the MPAC. I'll have to double check. But there is a specific white noise machine that is actually a machine. It's not... Um, it's not something like you, it's like a fan inside. And so the fan makes the noise. And so you're not dealing with the electronics. But for so long, I think um, just right before I had my child, it was like loud white noise, loud white noise. And now there is some evidence to suggest that loud white noise is impacting children's hearing. So we need to keep it actually, I suggest anywhere between 40 and 50 decibels, download a decibel reader. Um, Right. Yeah. And then you obviously need to um, think about, you know, what I when I hear about all of these connected devices, um, it's not that I'm not worried about frequencies and whatever. My actual main concern is the amount of anxiety that gives a parent. Um, so in my line of work, I'm dealing with moms at their most tired. I should say parents, but it's quite often I'm communicating with moms. Um, right. But all parents have a certain level of anxiety about their child. And then we have these devices that are so hyper-connected to our child that we know their oxygen levels, their heart rate levels. Their, and it's, you know, unless there is, in my personal opinion, and I think of most doctors I've spoken to, unless you have been medically advised to monitor these vitals, there is no, right. unless, and even so, if you're an educated doctor or nurse and you have that information, you have to ask yourself, what are you going to do with that? So I had a client ask me, you know, I noticed that, you know, when they were upset today, when they were protesting, their heart rate was high. And then after it was low. And I was like, well, that tracks that tracks for me they were upset but it's like what do you think it's like i'm not trained to give that information about what that means and i think that unless you're going to do something with it like give it to a doctor communicate with a a healthcare practitioner then you need to we don't need to know everything that we need to know um and i think we know too much and and that Mm -hmm. includes like i had a I had a a monitor company reach out. So my girls did have a a monitor in their room, but it was like on the other side of the room and it was away from them, but a video monitor. But there are these video monitors these days that like snap shot every possible movement, breath, whatever. And then I have this company reach out and be like, we'd love for you to be a spokesperson. (laughs) And I was like, I won't because 
in my line of work, this is creating anxiety for parents. Yes. So I have yes. to answer to things that are completely normal. Like I know that my monitor picked up that my child moved a total of 15 times. Is that normal? <laughs> it's like, yeah. And God forbid we put a camera on you overnight as right. a grown up and we see all of the things that you see. <laughs> and like, if we want to, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent right now, but if we want to even think about what this looks like for grownups, our Apple watches. Uh, since right. since an Apple watch and these Fitbits have started tracking our um, our heart rates, there's been an increase of people going to their doctor about their heart rate stuff. It's like we have all of this information that it's like we're getting we're getting to a point where like, if you're going to test and test and test and test and test and test and look for something, you're probably going to find something totally benign that you're going to have to investigate that will give you a ton of anxiety. And it's, I don't know why we have all these things. It makes me crazy. (laughs) I can tell. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) My job is, is helping calm a parent about what is normal. What here's what the yes. research says, blah blah blah, and then I have to contend with these whole like a whole slew of anxiety producing devices, right. and it's I'm like the, because I, it's the marketing, it's the marketing. They know yeah. that young parents or not young parents, but parents with newborns and young children are anxious. I mean, it's normal. It's the name of the game. My boys are ten and thirteen. It doesn't go away. People, you're still anxious, you know. But it's just you have to learn how to to deal with it. And it's true, these devices they don't always help. So, for example, I too had baby monitors, uh, mm-hmm. but mine were the type where if they moved, it would pick up. Uh, so, that, right. so that's, you know, of course, fine. And I would say yeah. always just do the research, you know, you can figure out yeah. what's going to work. I'm not saying no baby yeah. monitors at all. I'm saying yeah. just don't place it like right on their foreheads or with the fan yeah. or the, the loud music, <laughs> the white noise right at their e- hearing. In their ear, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like do the research. Um, but it's so true that when you sit there and think about these these, these things, these devices, they, they do produce, they create anxiety. Think about your mm-hmm. own smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. All the cute little notifications that come up and people like, oh, who was that? Oh, do I need to return that call? I mean, this is the same thing if you're getting notifications. Oh, the baby moved. Oh, the baby um, made a noise. Oh, uh, the, the diaper is a little bit wet. I mean, it just is anxiety producing. And I mm-hmm. think that we don't need all of that. Um, just like on our smartphones, how we can turn our phones to grayscale, which no one does. Um, so that way you don't have to see all of the swirling colors. I mean, these are mm-hmm. there are ways to reduce... Um, the effects of technology, because I'm the first Mm -hmm. person who will say, I love technology, love social media, love internet. I think that it is just so cool. I was like a Trekkie before Trekkies even became Trekkies. (laughs) I think all that stuff is cool. Star Wars, you name it. I'm all over it. But I also think that, um, you know, there are tiny risks out there. um, And we have to think about that. And as a lawyer, I should say, one of the things that we didn't even um, touch upon is data protection and privacy, mm. all of this mm-hmm. data that you're giving. And yes. let's just talk about baby cams, right? So the monitors, mm-hmm. where is it going? Where are these live streams going? Um, a few years ago, you guys can all go Google it. A few years ago, just type in hacking baby monitors and you will see they were like live streaming on cribs, right? 
It's crazy. I mean, there's stuff like this. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's just because it's a thing to do. It's not like the, you know, I mean, bad mm-hmm. actors are going to be bad actors, right? So yeah. I mean, it's like, think about the data that you are uh, putting out there. And I'm talking about from everything. I'm talking about from the ultrasounds that you post on social media to say, we're yeah. pregnant, that yeah. accidentally leave the hospital name and your name, et cetera. Um, yeah. My own son, my 13-year-old, his profile is the exact same of him today, right? So it's just like, mm-hmm. I would have never posted it. Um, yeah. But, you know, to think about these things and to realize that you are the digital guardian, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and just because we have a phone and the baby's so cute in nursing, you want to take pictures and post them to everyone just to kind of step back and realize that they have their own little digital identities, too. They have their own little digital rights. And you can share this information. You can share information about them. Of course you can. uh, But just think about their privacy. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I try to be careful. It slips out for sure. I try to be careful about on my social media, not using their first names in print um, for, you know, reasons. I don't want someone to recognize my children and use their name. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I, these are the things in my brain. Um, It's not crazy. It's it's called digital guardianship. Yeah. And I think about what I think about all the time is, um, are you familiar with Emily Oster? I talk about her book like every other episode, but there's a a book called Crib Sheet. And she talks about every possible controversial parenting decision. So breastfeeding, bottle Mm. feeding, sleep training Mm. or not, blah, blah, blah. And in her sleep training chapter, she talked about, and it was just a throwaway comment, but it's kind of always stuck with me, that Due to baby sleep tracking apps, and I'm not saying you don't Mm. use this, but I'm saying, like, think about this, that we have an insane amount of evidence about when babies wake and fall asleep on on average, when their best times to wake and fall asleep are. And Mm. I was like... Interesting, because we use that for our help, but that data goes somewhere and it's being sold and it's being and it's like doesn't have your name and your address on it. But it's it's important to know that whatever you put into the Internet, there's a reason why it's asking for it. And we need to be thinking carefully. Now, you said something that I want to hit on um, and it was. I'm going to butcher it. I want to say it was New York Times about two years ago published this article about um, screens and kids. And you had talked Mm. about all of the notifications. And I'm thinking about like dopamine and how. um, So in our house, and this is a personal rule. This is not a judgment. I think you can totally do this with balance. But we don't we don't play video games. We don't play games mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. Um, until I can reason with my kids. I'm not against right. it, but I have tried games, by the way. My yeah. kids turn into raging monsters when you take them As away. Do most of them. As do yeah, most of them. and yeah. I just don't want to deal with it. So maybe it's lazy. Right. It's not judgment. But I've also seen yeah. kids been like, okay, I don't need to play this game anymore. But for my kids, um, I would love if you can speak to it, like how these notifications and how these games are designed to trigger like an addictive yes. response. And that yes. like that article in the New York Times, I'll try to link it in the show notes after this. Mm-hmm. That was my that was like as I was leaving teaching, we were all getting this information because, you know, as teachers we're like iPads for everyone. Everyone right. plays a game. And then it was like, whoa, maybe hold on. We might need to 
dial that right, back. Right, so right. Can, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I'm just going to, to back up just a tiny bit because you were talking about all the data that's out there and about yeah. um, parents putting things out and, and um, yeah. you know, filling out forms and et cetera. I mean, just take that simple test. If you're on your iPhone, your smartphone and um, iPhone or Android, whatever, you're on your smartphone and you start looking at a baby crib, right? And then all of a sudden on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. you start seeing ads for baby cribs. Come on, yep. people. That's what I'm saying. So think about where <laughs> this is coming from, right? And so it's the same thing when you're, you know, doing innocent searches or when you're uploading information about your children. Although it may not be specific to your children, it will help marketing and advertisers. Yep. And so my yep. general rule is that if it's free, you're the product, right? It's just yes. that simple. And just, yep. you know, keep it in mind and, um, you know, also tell your children that because there are a lot of fabulous apps for children that are free. Oh, yes, and there's a reason yes. why. And mm -hmm. but if we go back to talking about this whole screen dilemma, and I am going to call it a dilemma, because there has been a huge amount of controversy. Um, you know, when the New York Times in the Atlantic, there have been, you know, academics who've gone uh, back and forth, you know, just yeah. all out fighting about the yeah. methodologies about how they discovered these things. And um, what I will say is this, that screen balance is really essential, that people have yeah. to realize, even when we talk about screen time, that might not even be the appropriate word. I don't know mm -hmm. what the word is, but for example, if my 13 year old is studying Latin for two hours on an iPad, is that the same effect of him playing Fortnite yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. you say screen time, there's a, there's a big difference. And so Absolutely. for me, and in fact, you also used a, a word that I don't use, which is addiction. And that okay. is because addiction is a medical term. And yeah. we know that the world health organization, they came out with gaming disorder and addiction. Um, okay. I believe this was, Oh, I can't even remember what year, well, a year or two ago. And everyone oh, started freaking out saying, Oh my right. gosh, you know, gaming disorder addiction. Yeah. But, Amanda, it was like 12 months of, of, you know, yeah. gaming disorder before it became an addiction. And, and then of people course. would say, Oh, my child doesn't get off when I, when they're playing Roblox, they don't get off immediately. They're addicted. And it's like, they're not addicted. They're That's just so not careful. listening to you. Yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. not listening to you. Yeah. And this is called self-regulation, which mm -hmm. little kids have trouble doing, right? Even adults. So it's just like, bring it back. But if I were to say, you know, the best way to really just kind of handle this whole screen debate is um, first to look at what they're doing online. Um, you know, what are the plans? Uh, you had mentioned earlier that your children watch um, like movies with you or mm -hmm. like um, mm -hmm. a series. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is something completely different than mindless streaming on YouTube or yeah. on Netflix. Um, so for all the people who have Netflix and streaming, put the parental controls on them and yeah. turn off that suggested episode, next episode, next episode. You can turn that off on everything. Mm -hmm. And this is again, back to that research, right? Get in there and dig around yeah. and say, okay, what can I do? to limit. And I mean, I don't say, you know, f forbid, I'm just saying, keep it reasonable. But anyway, totally. so five really important things. If you're thinking about my child is addicted is, are they sleeping well? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's already the first one. Yeah. Are they sleeping well? Um, are they eating well? Um, are they doing well in school? Are they interacting, you know, nursery school, et cetera? Are they doing well? Um, are they um, keeping up with friends and family? You know, are they have engaging in conversation? And lastly, you've already alluded to this, but how are they interacting with their devices? Mm -hmm. If they are throwing tantrums and they're getting aggressive, I do have a case. I'm not going to call out my child, but I do have a case where one of my children's called me a name because I um, actually we were playing Fortnite and I lost. Yeah. I got shot up and I didn't like, yeah. get him, you know, revive him in time. Oh, 
he didn't call me a bad word, but he was not happy. And I just said, okay, we're done. You have shown that we are done with this. And that was the end of that. I mean, it's just that simple. And if you interact and you play with them, you said you saw for yourself with your own children that they turned into like little crazy people. So that's it, you know, and and you can try again at another time. And for those, you mentioned the ones, the children who are, you know, oh, okay, take it away. That can happen in my house too, but only like after they've had, they've already had some, they've already been playing. It's like having chocolates and sweets, right? Right. They had some yesterday. They're not going to care if you're like, okay, none today. They're going to be like, okay, well, I had some yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Whatevs, mom. (laughs) So it's like... Yeah, so it's like just keeping it, keeping it real, and like, and I really think that parents should not feel parent shamed by what they're yeah. reading in the media, by what they're seeing. Um, you know, especially if you're looking on social media and you see all these perfect families doing these great things. You know, don't believe the hype, right? That was a song uh, yes. way back when. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> yeah. uh, just take care of your own family. You know, think about the balance that you need. If you're, you know, worried about your child sleeping and you're thinking there's an effect with devices, you know, do one of the sleep logs, right? Um, but yeah. with that sleep journal, keep track of the devices and and yeah. what time did you turn it off? Was it 30 minutes before they went to sleep? Was it an hour? Do you need to go up to two hours? I mean, all of these things are things that you can, you know, figure out yourself in a relatively short amount of time. And you can even use an app to track it if you have to. (laughs) I am obsessed with this because I feel like what you said is essentially what I say to parents all the time when, you know, their toddler or their preschooler, you know, I think it usually happens around two and a half, three, where kids are really wanting to define boundaries. They say, what is the boundary? What is the boundary? And then they'll be like, no, they don't want to sleep or they're traumatized by sleep. And I always say, no, they they just don't want to. And now you have to set the boundary. And this sounds like exactly what you're saying. Our kids aren't necessarily addicted. You just need to set a boundary. And I think this is, with all parenting stuff, we need to With all that. parenting stuff, exactly. Yeah. And I would even go even further and say it's not even the setting the boundary, it's the sticking with it. Because yeah. we've all said, okay, that's it, you're off. And then, you know, <laughs> later on we have to do something. And then it's like, okay, yeah. okay, it's just 15 minutes, but don't tell your father. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't done that. I, I, yeah, I don't know that story at all. But yeah, I mean, exactly. of course, I, I've done it too, but you're completely and right. It's about boundaries. And what cracks me up, a lot of times people contact me as a digital parenting coach to ask me, my three-year-old, oh my gosh, they're crying. They're throwing a tantrum when I take the iPad away. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I would too. Um, Yeah. If I was three (laughs) and you gave me this amazing thing, I would also cry. Right. Yeah. And I'm also like, this, this isn't really a digital parenting issue. This is just a parenting and boundaries issue. Yeah. I mean, for me, the digital issues are my child might be cyber bullied or I'm concerned yeah. about screen time. Those are different things yep. that I can really, you know, give you the legal background, the evidence-based research. Yes. But, you know, tantrums, we know how those go. Well, and I just, I think this is a great place to end that uh, I remember there was literally a week, there was a week uh, last year where I was like, guys, okay, no screens before bed. This article came out, check this out. Two days later, it's like screen time does not matter. And I was like, right. I don't know what to do. So then in this case, I think what you're saying, and it's great advice, no guilt, no shame, do what feels right for your family balance it out. If your kids are losing their mind, it's time to reevaluate. Exactly. And probably the most important piece in all of this is play with them. You know, if you can, 
you know, just yeah. a few minutes, you know, just to, just yeah. to see what they're doing. They're going to be so excited that you're in their world. Um, yeah. even though you might, you know, <laughs> might not want to be there, but get in there and play with them and find out what they're doing. And, and it will change the way you see it. And you will also be able to intervene yeah. if you see something a little cray cray, because let's face it, there is a lot of cray cray out there. And that's a legal term, by yeah. the way, cray cray. <laughs> Take it from the lawyer. Okay, Elizabeth, where can people find you? Yes, absolutely. So um, the best place I would say to find me and to hang out with me is um, in the digital parenting community on Facebook. Um, and there I have other parents and grandparents and child online protection experts and cybersecurity people and even child psychologists all in there chipping oh, wow. out trying to just, um, yeah, get some information. Um, and I would say just as another uh, place to find out more about what I do is my website, which is digitalparentingcoach.com. And there you'll be able to see everything, including, um, you know, the press, because I am based in France. And so I have a, um, I, the expert for France 24, the new stations. So I go on and talk. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. So you can see all of those things on the website. I love that. Thanks so much for yeah. joining us. This oh, was wait, super can, fun. I mean, it's too much fun. Too much fun. Yeah, go play anytime. with your kids. Go, go okay, play done. some games now. <laughs> done. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye.